This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 503, recorded on September 2nd, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. And Mike, I'm watching the radar, and we've got some, I think we got some weather coming in tonight. Ryan, it's all north of you, right? But it's all the weather's going north of you, so. Yeah, just north of us. It was, it got pretty gray and dark for a while, and it it sprinkled and rained for a little bit. But I looked at the radar, and I was like, oh, it's going to be hitting Jim and Mike, I'm sure. Ryan is directly south of us down in Kansas, pretty much directly south, I think. Yeah. Pretty, pretty close. A little southwest. southwest. Yeah, pr- pretty close. Uh, but, Mike, I'm checking the radar. We've had, uh, you know, we just had, seems like lately, just kind of storm after storm after storm. It's been good, good for the lawn, but it uh, it is late late afternoon or late, uh, late season storms. Bob, uh, you've moved out. To, last time we saw you back in December, you were in Pittsburgh still. Yeah. You moved out to California. I'm sure you hate it, right? <laughs> right? It's horrible. Just tell it's me worse. you hate it. <laughs> it's, you know, all this sunshine, as you can kind of see on my face going through the blinds here, uh, it's mm. just the worst, you know, no storms, no snow. Uh, much difference. Okay. So, I mean, you're in the tech world. You're reviewing tech full time. You do a, You do a lot of it from home, but have you noticed any difference just living in san diego versus living in pittsburgh did it as make far any... as like tech yeah like no. the tech vibe or the not so much i mean i'm i'm a lot closer to a lot of the companies so uh, you know if they have some event which obviously we're not doing those currently um but if they would have something or they wanted to show me something like most of them are up in the la area like all their offices so i could essentially drive two hours north and go see that product in person and do all that kind of stuff. But everything else is just kind of the same. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just better know. weather. Just better yeah, just weather. Better weather. <laughs> yeah. Just better weather. My son was at Pendleton. So Pendleton is between San Diego and LA. So we were out there a couple of times. It's nice. not the most fun drive to be honest, to get on five and go North yeah. to LA. It's just always yeah. jammed up and, I'm sure traffic is is as bad now as it was pre-COVID, right? Everybody's back on the road for the most part. Yeah, I, th- I mean, the traffic here isn't horrible, but again, I'm not driving during like the rush hour time per se, you know, and like yeah, the freeway. Yeah, yeah. So back home, I don't know, like we have like the interstate and things like that, but the freeway is like it, it's its own animal. It's yeah, completely different. It, it really um, is. Yeah, so it's just something different. Motorcycles uh, weaving in and out. Yeah, right? and, and then yeah. like typically you'd have maybe three lanes, you know, maybe four. There's like six lanes wide and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> and there's like two merging lanes too. So typically you'd have one merging lane, yeah. but there's two together and like it's, yeah. Have, have you gone Forza yet and just, just you know, go out there? I've gotten... I've like missed turns and I'm like, what? Like, you know, because you're just so used to like being at home, you know, where all the turns are. Yeah. I have my GPS on 24 seven. I'm just like trying to figure stuff out. So it's all, it's all difficult, but like I said, you settle in, you got in there in the spring. And so you've been there about six yeah. months, right? So yeah. I'm sure you're getting, it's, it's beautiful down there. That's you, yeah. you, you, you made a good move um, to get down there. Ryan, Kansas never changes, right? It's just still flat. You can watch your dog run away for two weeks. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yep. 
<laughs> oh yeah still going <laughs> oh there he is okay <laughs> he's in emporia yeah, so, yeah 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 well guys bob ryan thanks for coming out and welcome we've got some listener feedback and bob it's gonna tie right into you so um, hang tight for a second here you i've been told you're the expert on this but uh brody sent me an email and he said hey i've been enjoying the show for the last few weeks on the most recent episode 502 of home gadget geeks your guests talked about running a direct burial cat six to an outbuilding like a barn. We, mm. I, I think that was scooting over and Mike, we, we went through the whole scenario of burying cat six out to the shed to okay. the smoke shed. Yeah. And he, 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 Kevin was like, I just buried six inches deep. And there was big controversy in the chat room about is six inches enough. Do we need to go below the frost line? Some of those kinds of things, right. To Bob, you'll never have to worry about a frost line again, by the way, but <laughs> You know, have to bury that. Um, he says, um, I'd like to add that if someone does that, they should add a surge suppressor on both ends of the ca the cable. There can be instances of static electricity differential between the two buildings that can lead to damage of the network equipment. It doesn't happen often, but it can. I was called into a customer location to work on their network uh, to bring it up to speed. It was a mess. They had run copper uh, to one of their outbuildings uh, about for about 10 years with no issues without a surge suppressor. But of course, then that's why he was there. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So maybe just a good, as I'm thinking about, you know, running lines between here and the shed, if I end up doing that, the guys, the, the deal is, I don't know if I want to run Wi-Fi like a Wi-Fi extender out there. So I was kind of just thinking, well, if I'm going to run power out there, maybe I should just run some cat six while I'm at it and drop it up in the shed. So, um, this Bob, this is where it comes uh, to. I need your advice. He also says, on a side note, about about the Sony A sixty one hundred. So I've been talking about my daughter, who's in journalism, needs a camera. She's also going to be a YouTuber, influencer, you know that that space. Um, so we've been talking. We've been looking at both the Sony A sixty one hundred and the Canon M fifty. I think Mark II right is on that one. He says, uh, Brody says, I have an A77 and love the camera. You can get an adapter from Sony that will let you that will let the mirrorless camera use the regular mirror camera base lenses. Sony calls them a mount. The old Multinote, mul, uh, why can't I say that? Canon Minolta. Thank you, Minolta. I wanted to say something else. Uh, lens would work as well. I use those lenses uh, in the old film days. Just keep in mind that the old film lenses are full frame. I don't have to worry about that. And the newer ones are APS-C size. Uh, so getting the mirrorless with the adapter and getting the A-mount lenses means she can upgrade on it to a regular DLSR and already have the lenses down the road. Not too, Bob, I'm not too worried about lenses, just to be 100% honest. I'm kind of thinking about that camera body first. And as I look at the A6100 versus the Canon M50, this camera stabilization seems to be an issue between the two. And then yeah. how that viewfinder is seems to be the other big issue. So if I put that in front of you, give, give me some advice on that. So Sony just released a uh, a newer, is, she, is this mainly video or is it both? Both. Yeah, she's going to do a lot of video, a lot of lot of you know blogging. I would say stuff. if she's more towards the video, Sony just released a new camera. It's their ZV-E10. Uh, which is based off the same camera, sort of almost the same camera that I have, which is surprisingly right here. Uh, <laughs> this looks this looks really big, but it because I have a cage and I have this massive lens on it, but it's actually really small. 
Oh, hold um, on. I'm going to go full screen, Bob. Hold that up to the, it's impressive. Hold that up to the camera there. So yeah, that looks good. But this is just big because I have a, you can see the cage that goes around it. And what, what do you, why, why the cage? What's the cage get for you? So Gimbal? this, um, um, it allows me to attach different things. I have an extra hot, oh, sorry. I have an extra hot shoe up top here. Um, on the bottom, I have a uh, Arca Swiss mount, so I can just like snap it into stuff. Got it. Um, Got and it, it protects it. So, because this is this is all aluminum, so if right. I drop it, it's gonna protect it. Which is so a cage. I, I've never heard of a cage before. So cage a good. Yeah. it's a good thing to. to uh, get if for- you if if your camera is like so, I would I take this on trips and I like climb waterfalls and I like throw this thing around. So. I wanted something that would protect it. Um, And that kind of, that's why, that's why I had got it. Um, But if you're just like using the camera in an office setting or a studio setting, you don't necessarily need the cage, but if you're attaching a bunch of stuff to it, you, it gives you a lot more options in that. So give me the model number again of that. Uh, So the, the new Sony is the ZV dash E10. Um, it's mirrorless. It it has interchangeable lenses, and it has a lot of the n- the new Sony features. Um, so the camera that I'm actually using right now is the ZV1, which is the point and shoot version of this. Um, and it has like so it's tracking my eye right now. And Sony has out of compared to Canon, Canon's gotten better, but I think Sony has the best autofocus you'll see. Mm. Um, out of any can, camera, does it have clean HDMI coming out? Can I use it as yeah. a webcam? Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now with okay. this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this has clean HDMI out. Uh, mm-hmm. And Sony has the, uh, they have their app too. So you can actually connect the camera to your computer via USB and use it as a webcam that way as well. And that's a big uh, deal, right? Cause like if she doesn't want to get a capture card and do all right, that, like right. being mm-hmm. able to do it through USB is really big. I love the mirrorless. Yeah. Seven hundred bucks. So that's about the price range of the other ones, right? Am I, am yeah, I, that's what I was actually surprised. A great it's, price it's, for that. Is that camera. just the body? I was shocked it was that uh, low. Just the body. Uh, yeah. It might just be the body. But well, I this think one comes get... with the for seven ninety eight on B and H. You can get a fifty millimeter, sixteen to yeah. fifty millimeter, and that's yeah. like a pancake lens. It's tiny. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the great thing. So you know, if she, that's why I always say, like, just get the camera. And then figure out the lenses later, because if you're not going to get into it, why buy a bunch of different lenses? But if she gets more into photography right, or right. she wants, you know, like I have this big lens to get like a really shallow depth of field. You can kind of see it in this one, but not as much uh, where like your background's blurry and stuff. So you need mm-hmm. like different lenses for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this this new camera from Sony is really, really nice. And it. I mean, it does a lot of cool stuff. Like, I mean, it shoots 4K. It does everything that you kind of yeah. wanted. wanted yeah, to that kind of so. that kind of fits the bill. Um, yeah. And and the so the issues were clean HDMI. So if she doesn't use it, I can turn it into a, to a webcam. Yeah. That was kind of the kind of the thought. Uh, image stabilization seemed to be an issue. It was not, it was built into the Canon body, but not built into the Sony body. Is that right? On yeah. So there the, is some stabilization. For, for a lot of cameras, it, it doesn't make the biggest difference. You can fix a lot of it in post, but sure, I would say sure. can- Canon has better image stabilization for video. Okay. Sony's gotten better. The new This new camera has, uh, this camera has it too. It's called, um, 
I think it's called active steady shot. It does a good job, but if you're like running with it, you, you're going to go. Up I don't there. think she's going to be running. Yeah. Okay. Mike, you were shaking your head there for a second. What were you thinking? No. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I would go, if she's going creator YouTube video route, I think Sony's the way to go. Okay. Like, I don't think image stabilization is going to be a big thing. She's not running and gunning, right? She's not yeah. doing a lot of sports stuff at high shutter speeds where she's boom, 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 where you, that stabilization really comes into play. Um, what I was actually going to mention too is, you know, for her, Mike is a little I apologize. under the weather. I'm, I'm recovering oh, from. You're fine, math. man. You're fine. Man. Uh, I would actually so uh, to a company that um, good audio is going to be really important too. And yeah. I just ordered, and something I'm really excited about is Rode came out with their Rode uh, Wireless Go Twos, and this is a it's a nice little wireless receiver, and then two wireless uh, microphones essentially. And for three hundred dollars, these things you have them. The this twos? is the first gen, but this is okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll yeah. get you full screen. Okay, I I, so, I, I love these yeah. things. So I played with the first yeah. gen for a while, and yeah. um, I they, I didn't own one though. And I'm like, man, I need these because for me, for YouTube, I'm kind of like that. I'm just getting back into it. I do videos every now and again, but what? So I use my phone, right? Because it's a 4K yeah. of camera. So I'm like, oh, I use my iPhone 12 as my camera, but my audio. A lot of things I want to do are ham radio related, where I'm away from the camera. So these, this road, and what's great about the twos is that they have digital out. So you can actually just plug in a USB-C to lightning cable on the receiver to your iPhone. Um, and you don't need the adapter for like the, you know, the typical audio cable. It does, it sends out digital out and this receives from two different things too. So yeah. Jim, what I'm thinking for her is she's really into um, journalism, right? She's going to be interviewing people. And I think, hey, quickly, hey, pin this on your shirt. I'm going to pin this one on my shirt. So you can either, you can plug in labs to these two. They're full on uh, transmitters, right? You can just clip them on your shirt, clip one on one shirt, goes to one that's plugged into her phone or her nice new Sony camera, either of the two. And man, she's got like crisp audio for an interview the, uh, as a journalist. That's the big thing too with the Sonys is like that Sony that I mentioned has the uh, microphone port. So some cameras- Which is huge. Yeah, don't have the the mic in, but uh, her that ZV E10 okay. will. So, man, uh, you know what, Bob, you just changed my whole world in five minutes. Like I was, <laughs> you know, I liked on the 6100. I liked that the view the viewfinder yeah. came up behind it on top. The this this Sony kind of comes out from the side. Yeah, like the I actually like that. Out. That's how my new one is. That's up here side. The screen's on the side. Yeah, on the side. Yeah, because when you put it up you can have stuff like if you have a microphone up there, it's going to be in front of it. And there's yeah, other right. things. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah. It does block the microphone up there. Yeah. So. Okay. Microphone well, or the receiver for like the, the road thing we just talked about or yeah. a light. Cause like I run even for my iPhone, this is the holder. It's got a cold shoe mount up top and I'll usually put a microphone up here or something else. But think about this being a normal camera, right? You're always going to mount stuff in that hot shoe or cold shoe mount. Um, up above mike that's a good that's a good recommendation that camera and those road i listen yeah. i made fun of those mics when they first came out because they're square and i i'm they're watching so ugly they, they are the <laughs> ugliest things in the world well you know use a lav you can get a cheap lav to yeah, plug yeah, into yeah, to yeah. clip that on your belt run the lav up right, right? Yeah, but i'm watching nice. youtubers using that you know clipping it on all the time you just see oh yeah it, you know, and you're like yeah. now i've kind of it's kinda, airpods when they first came out right everyone know, thought totally. those were so ugly and now i'm not seeing it much anymore like i i see through it now i don't it doesn't exactly. bother me as much as it did but when that first came out i thought that was the ugliest thing 
Well, the big benefit yeah, I, of those, the, the new version, the twos, is that you get two transmitters that go to one receiver, right? And so for her doing interviews right, right. for journalism, yeah. um, the road, that was the biggest complaint about the ones is I would need two receivers and then I got a yeah. mess of cables. So this could just go. Yeah. And, you know, if she's somewhere where she doesn't have her camera, but she has her phone, right? Plug right. them into the phone and, and yeah. do it that way. And they have recording on the device too. So even oh. if she doesn't have her camera card? or phone, it's just built in memory. So she right. says, here, you have one, I have one. We're in the field. I don't have any devices, but I at least want to get the audio done. Um, and it records internally to the device, which is kind of nice. Yeah, Bob, I mean, that's what have. that's the reason I had got these when they first came out, because Rode had an earlier wireless kit before these that was like really big and like clunky and actually more expensive than these two. I think it was like close to 450 bucks. And I was going to buy it because I would run cables and running like a long lav to your camera, oh, like 25 yeah. feet away is like, that's what I used to do. And I got these and this is what I've used for all of our YouTube videos for like the past. I mean, I got these right when they came out. So I don't know. We did that cable the first time I went to CES with you and that was a mess. Like, yeah, nothing untangled to, you know, to a suite talking to people and then rushing out to like get it un you know, tangled back up and wired back up. Yeah. The wireless is so nice to have. That's why I've been doing it up till now. I have a Tascam DR40 digital recorder. I clip it to the back of my belt. I run a lav and then I got to sync that up in post afterwards, which yeah. is like the biggest mm-hmm. pain. That's, so that's now the just having thing. it all yeah. wireless. It's synced with the video. It's a huge time saver. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. all right. If, if, listen, the, if that's didn't, didn't I, even consider the Canon, man. No, no. Oh, were you, I, I do think I like. We should give Ryan a chance the, to defend the Canon. No, no, no. I, I think I think Sony's the right choice here. Okay. I do think the M50 is a great camera, though. It is yeah. a really good camera. It's just if she's more video focused, that's like when I had bought yeah. this this A6300. When I had first, I bought this when it first came out. That's the big reason because it was more focused towards video, and that's what I'm going to be doing most of my stuff yeah. Yeah. on. Right. Yeah, um, I went. But I, they're good, right? I was just gonna say I went the Canon route just because of the availability for you know you were talking about that lens adapter, and I think the the emailer had said you know they could use those Minolta lenses. Well, I can use an adapter on this, and there's so many uh, you know EF lenses from Canon out there from everybody else that's had DSLRs for years and years, and you can pick them up cheap on Facebook or Craigslist, right? Yeah. So I can utilize those bigger lenses with the mirrorless uh, camera on the M50. So. That was well, my listen. My first camera was a Canon T50 from like you know the mid 80s, and I love that camera. I mean, mm-hmm. from, a, from a film camera standpoint, that thing took great pictures. And I had a you know, I had a big, a big telephoto lens and just a regular stock lens with it. And I took it skiing everywhere. I did one time when I was skiing, I left it in a hotel room and it was gone. Mm-hmm. Like the the lens oh, got that, got the, yeah, the man. lens, I mean, almost as expensive as why the, don't you just take the whole camera at that point? Like, no, I, I left the, I oh, left, you just the, left lens just the lens. And I thought they we, unscrewed, we, like, yeah, I, I just need this. <laughs> no, I didn't realize till we were on the bus, you know, an hour and a half away. I was like, oh crap, I set that lens down somewhere and. It was gone by that point. But so, Ryan, I was kind of leaning towards the Canon for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ed kind of talked me into the 6100. He has the A6100 from Sony. Yep. Kind of talked me into that uh, for, for a couple of reasons. But I love, Bob, I love this recommendation because it's kind of the best. It's kind of the best out of Sony and a little bit of the features I was looking for in the Canon as well. I'm not a big lens yeah. guy, so I don't think that's going to matter. But but it sounds like a good recommendation. 
Yeah, they like they just released it, so it's okay. it's brand. It's gonna new. be hard to find because it's because it's uh, new. I think you could get it on B and H right now. B and H on Amazon. Stock. Okay. Yeah, I'll look. Stock, I'll put a couple of sixteen to fifty. So Brody, thanks for sending in that email. Uh, you just cost me eight hundred bucks. Appreciate. No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Brody, thanks for sending that, and appreciate that. If you want to send me an email, or if you still want to talk me into something or something else along this camera line. This is I've learned more about cameras in the last three weeks than I ever knew. And I'm not a camera guy, but you can send me an email, Jim, at the average guy dot TV. I so I have one more question in. on that real oh, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go so ahead. Bob, uh, B&H, for $100, so for $698, you can get the body only. $798 mm-hmm. is where you get that 16 to 50 millimeter. Mm-hmm. So do you get just body and then order your own i would get that lens so i i had that lens on when i had bought mine and then i eventually upgraded the lens uh but that lens is great for Um, video yeah it's great for video it's great it's a great all-around lens and it's a smaller lens too so it makes the camera incredibly small does Um, it give that good bokeh look for when you're doing videos like kind of like if we're if we're all using those cameras right can you get a good bokeh at this close you can Get a decent one. Uh, this one I have is a sixteen, but you can see how big the lens is. But this is yeah, a sixteen. Big. This is a sixteen mil fixed lens, so it doesn't zoom at all. Okay. Um, so so a good the, deal to spend the extra hundred, get the sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can spend on Sony lenses. I mean, like the Top Dog lens is like uh, like beyond like crazy professional, but like it's like two thousand dollars. So. Okay. Because uh, it started as a conversation for Sammy, now I'm looking. So no, <laughs> yeah. that, that was that was the reason for the question. Because I've been I've been looking at these for a while, and now that I got yeah, the no, I think, on the line, I got to ask him a question. You know, I got yeah, no, I think the ZV10 okay. is the perfect mix of like semi-professional features, but it's also it's sort of like the ZV1 that I have. It's like dumbed down to like you can just turn it on and use it. You don't have to like learn the camera per se. Right. Um, you know, and it gives you the ability to, in the future, if you want to get more into lenses and stuff, like you can research and you can you can get an interchangeable lens with it. Um, you know, so I, th- I think it's the best of both worlds. I would actually get one, but I already, like there's no I have this, and there's like no reason to to get like a second camera that's essentially the same. Got it. Um, you know, so yeah. All right. Oh, well, I it's I, I've got it. I've got it there at B and H. So thanks for, yeah. um, I, I, I was going to go. say yeah, go too, is I always say this to people too, is if she can do it on her phone or whatever she's doing, if she's starting like YouTube, I would always say start on the phone because again, this is like, you know, say like with the mics, it's going to be a thousand bucks. Like that's a thousand dollars that like, if you just use it three times, it's a pretty big waste of money. Yeah, no, it's good. Actually, I need to get her a new phone too in the process because yeah. she's she has an iPhone eight. She is just beat. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. You can't do it with an iPhone eight. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not going to do it. No, so I need to get her. Um, so we're 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 talking both. I do think you know it is kind of something I, I will probably use it as well. This is one of those kinds of like I've also been, yeah I've been kind of thinking like okay I'm going to buy it for her to use, but if she doesn't, how do I repurpose it for me? You know or yeah. Can I just sell it? You know, you can it, sell it to it, me. I'll, I'll, I'll be your, I'll be your buyer. <laughs> if this doesn't go well, <laughs> Mike, maybe we could get a two for one deal in there. You know, figure, right? figure out, no how to, or, or if we yeah. buy two, maybe we get a discount. That well, if she doesn't do that. want it, I'll buy it from her. Right way to go. 
Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Brody, thanks for sending that. If you've got, if you want to make a comment on it, you can send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. Love just, I've been loving the conversation around this and thanks for these emails that you guys have been sending in as well. Caught a little bit of your guys' show, of course, thinkcomputers.org and um, caught a little bit of your show last night. You guys were talking about, and we ended our show last week with this idea, this chip shortage, things that are going on. But Bob, Ryan, I want to get your view on it. Bob, you, you're doing a lot of reviews or you're seeing a lot of this. The the I'll bring up the article that you have uh, written about that. Um, and you kind of come at it, what does this mean for schools? And we spent a bunch of time at the beginning of the pandemic thinking about, you know, this so a year and a half ago, like, all right, where our schools are, you know, with, with technology. And we followed up in the fall with a bunch of folks in the school space saying, okay, where are we now? Well, we really haven't thought much about it, but answer this question for me. What, what does this shortage mean? The biggest mean? thing is that typically schools get new hardware every year. They don't keep hardware for a very long time. Um, so when you, we, you know, they're going to have to keep hardware for longer mm-hmm. or, and that's how their deal works. So they have a deal with Apple. We're like, okay, we're going to get new iPads every, you know, but there's not enough to go around really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just with, with everything all there's so much demand for, for chips, not even just in the tech, you know, like all what yeah. we talk cars, about trucks. cars is, is a big thing too, yeah. but it's just, there's not, there's not enough to go around. And so if, if, if your listeners don't know is, um, you know, there's fabs, fabs are like the, the big factories basically that build these chips out. And there's only so many in the world. And just like any factory, uh, I'm Apple, I'm Samsung. I say, Hey, you know, for, for this chip, like I need this, you know, I have to order this many and these orders are made years in advance. And already for 2021, 2022, the orders are already there and the fab is essentially maxed out. Like they can't produce any more. And to basically build more fabs, I mean, that's like a three to five year process. So we're kind of in that point where like Intel has said they'll be making new fabs. And I know TSMC has said they would too. Or they're expanding their current opera- operations, but that takes years. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of in this point where there's so much demand but there's not enough supply and you're kind of seeing that. I think cars is the big thing, but schools is a big thing as well. Um, just kids are going to be using older hardware. Um, well, which, her, her second point was renewed means old, right? Of course not. And we're seeing, you know, in this, you guys also, t- I think you guys talked about windows 11 last night too. Yeah. In, in, in the context of, you know, Microsoft is now dictating a uh, bigger, or, or newer hardware, right? TPM2 and faster chips, right? And yet I've got, and you guys made fun of me the last time you were on, <laughs> I've got old, got old equipment that still works pretty well, like for what, I, for what I'm using it for. And so, yeah, we have a chip shortage, but we also, is, is, this, is some of the solution reuse or recycle or repurpose older equipment in the process? I, mean, I feel like- can. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. I was gonna say, yeah, I feel I I I know your pain, Jim, because I've got like a Intel forty seven ninety K, you know, that's in a system, and that at, when I bought it was like top of the line uh, processor from Intel, 
And uh, I know it's fully capable of, of running 10 and Windows 11, right? There's, I have no doubt that it would run. You know, it's in a system with an older SATA SSD and 16 gigs of RAM. That thing will run just fine on 11. Um, and I, I think that that's being good stewards of our technology and resources, right? Of this thing's not worthless and it's plenty capable of doing most things for most people, right? Obviously, Bob and I are more into that enthusiast hardware level. So it may not run the latest games at the highest resolutions and, and frame rates, but don't hold us back in the, um, you know, just that home user or basic office PC, just because you're, you know, it's a self-implemented uh, restriction is what it feels like. And it's uh, only going to ma- be made worse with this current chip uh, shortage. I also think it has a lot to do with security. Um, obviously, the TPM yeah. restriction, but the all of the issues that Intel had with all of those security exploits in their processors, they're kind of eliminating a lot of those older chips that had those issues. Um, so you're going to have to get, you know, that that's kind of like, I, I would assume it's sort of like a deal with Microsoft. They're like, you know, because it's customer service is, is an issue and they don't want as many problems with this new operating system on older and if you're a software developer you can't make your software be great you know 12 15 year old hardware back um you know yeah no well it's you know i i've got this mac m1 which is you know the newest thing i've had in a while and it's great like i i'm jealous i've been looking at laptops well there's some new stuff coming out you might want to hold (laughs) Right at this at this point, I mean, it sounds like the next gen is going to be pretty sweet. But um, which Mike, we'll have to have a conversation about. Do I trade the M1 in <laughs> when the M2s come out? Right, however that works. But then the next one down, you know, Ryan, I'm I've got a 4770 that you know that is it's a it's nine years old, I think, at this point. Yeah, running it as basically to today, I kind of run it as a storage server. I'm running some VMs on it. I kind of run some. If I need a basic Windows image for whatever, I can spin it up. I could spin anything up on that. I could make it a Plex server. I could run channels on it. I could, I mean, I could run them all at the same time, actually, right? Absolutely. I built it out to 32 gig of RAM on it. So it's got plenty of space for all those kinds of things. And so you're like, it still works, but Microsoft won't let me run Windows 11 on it. And, but that's, I, I think that's okay, I guess, is what I'm, you know, in my world. I'm like, well, okay, I don't know if I need Windows 11 on that box that I've dedicated towards storage or Plex yeah. or right. Some of those things. And we've got till 2025 on, you know, yeah. windows 10. So that's still got a, a decent lifespan left on it. Uh, so um, yeah, maybe yeah. some of that old hardware will just die off on its own and <laughs> got to get a new system anyways. Right. Well, you know, so last time you guys were on, we were talking about uh, NVMe and you kind of gave me a kind of, and that, maybe that was two times ago, but uh, we kind of worked through, and I, I kind of, I did it during that time. I hadn't realized how far NVMe had come along. And then recently, Ryan, I reached out to you, and I'm like, "Hey, I, you know, I'm thinking about a new drive. Mm-hmm. What do you guys like?" And you guys turned me on to the Sabrent. Uh, uh, is that am I pronouncing that right? Is it Sabrent or Sabrent? Sabrent. Sabrent. I say Sabrent, but Sabrent. That's the PCI. But I bought the one terabyte. Um, here, let's get the right. There we go. We'll do it on this side. So hold. Let me go full screen so folks can see. This is you want to maybe come over uh, to the video side on this one, but. So this is the Rocket uh, third gen, not fourth. Fourth's what's out there right now. M. M. Two, twenty two eighty eight. It's the terabyte. 
you guys have been tearing through, and I'll, I'll just show these. You guys have been, and Bob, I, I, I think, yeah, this is you. I think you've been looking at not only that one, but the Gamma and the, um, uh, the Viper and yeah. uh, not that one yet. We'll talk about that here in a second. So you've been looking at a bunch of drives um, as well. Uh, by the way, so let me just finish the story. So uh, third gen put into a PCI 16 slot. That's that's PCI three. I get great speeds out of it. It's it's kind of it fits the board. If I did upgrade the chip, if I did upgrade the motherboard and moved it, yeah, I'm not going to quite get all the speed, but it doesn't seem like the speed difference between Gen 3 and Gen 4 is all that much more. It's not like going from a SSD drive to a M.2 NVMe from a speed perspective. It seems like you get four or five times more speed out of that change as opposed to maybe 1.5 to two times the speed difference between Gen three and four. Bob, you've yeah. been looking at a lot of Gen 4 chips. These are all two terabytes. What do, what do you think so far? Yeah, I mean, so uh, Gen 4 came out, I think, like two years ago, and we were we were limited to, to around 5,000 megabytes a second read and write. Um, and like the drive you have is Gen 3, which maxes out about 3,500 megabytes a second read and write. And now, I call this the second Gen of Gen 4, we're seeing around, you know, 7,000 megabytes a second, 7,700 megabytes a second, uh, uh, depending on, on the PCI, drive. On PCI 4? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? So, yeah. so yeah, it's incredibly fast. I mean, it's it's nice having a really, really fast drive like that, whether it's your OS drive, your game drive. Um, it's just, you know, if you're doing video, I video edit on uh, NVMEs and um, it's, I just it's made it a VM. Better. It's my VM drive. So I put yeah. the VMs on there and <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's just like for, I just use Hyper-V and, and put all the VM storage on that drive. And that seems to, that's working really well for me for, for what I do. Yeah. I mean, just the upgrade, even from a traditional SSD um, to an NVMe is excellent. Now, if you're going from a traditional hard drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. To an uh, NVMe, it's going to be like night and day. Well, I think the SSD, so like a regular SS, a SATA SSD to this yeah. Gen 3 that I'm on, I think is like a four-time lift, right, on, yeah. on the speed. So that's pretty great. You know, yeah. that and, and, you know, going from a spinner to an SSD was a gigantic lift. That might be a yeah. three or four-time lift uh, on that as well. So to be able to go up to that, Ryan, thanks for that. I mean, thanks for that recommendation. We kind of worked it back and forth. We talked about Gen 4. Ryan, you said to yep. me, like, as soon as you buy that, you'll never buy a board <laughs> that is going to support it, right? It was. Yep. It's one of those things. You buy the Gen 4, you're never going to buy a board. You buy the Gen 3, you buy the Gen 4 board the next day, right? It always works out that way, right? Yeah, it's always mismatched. It feels like at least that's been my luck on purchases when I, I'm like, all right, I'll buy the Gen 4 and, and the next one I board I buy will support it and then you don't or whatever and you've yeah. you spent the extra. And I was I was curious if that had worked out for you if you actually made the purchase because I know, you know, we talked about it and then I, did, I hadn't heard and I was listening to the podcast and it sounded like you had bought it. And then I was worried. Right. I was like, Oh, I hope I like gave good recommendations. <laughs> I, you know, I said, I said, do your due diligence and check it out, but I'm pretty sure this yeah. is going to be a good combo for you. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear it's worked I thought, out for you. I was kind of saving it for this. I, I mentioned it last week a little bit, I think, yep, I show, but, 
but um, I was kind of saving it to talk to you about one of the um, one of the drawbacks. I didn't quite understand boot from PCI. And that this board is a year too old for it. It came the next in the next board Mm. and I could have probably downloaded a bios mod maybe and made it work. And I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with that. Uh, It's fine. So I wanted it. I was going to make it the boot, you know, the boot uh, drive just couldn't, the board doesn't support it. So I was like, well, okay. I'll, it's a, it's a 2012 board. That's got a 2014 um, uh, firmware. Uh, update on it or version on it but it was it was just a, just a little too old so i was okay i was like okay i'll just use it as storage so i've got you know a regular ssd in there that uh, you know i think a 256 for windows which is fine i'll only run windows on that and then i put this in a storage position to just kind of be the the vm drive and that works perfect so bob thanks and man this was the most expensive part of it all that was a whole 16 dollars <laughs> yeah that's what's great about sabrin they kind of came on the scene mm-hmm. probably like three or four years ago and they not only on their drives but the accessories everything's very affordable compared to a lot of other companies yeah, this is just so you're for those funnel along. This is the uh, the NVMe to PCIe and sixteen eight four card um, with a heatsink, and it's a great, it's a great you know again they're cheap thirteen fourteen fifteen bucks, and uh, just pull it apart and it's got some thermal tape in there and you put it together. It's kind of fun and it couldn't be easier. So it was a uh, uh, Ryan good recommendation. Bob out out of those drives you've been looking at uh ryan you know turned me on to the sabrin but anything else you'd think about out of those drives to do uh, i mean i do else? like i do like the sabrin a lot um but i mean all the drives are really really good like, they're all a lot of them are all based off the same hardware um unless you're like a samsung who samsung makes their own um controllers they all use typically they all use around the same controller. So a lot of these are using the new Fizon E18 uh, controller, and then they'll mess around with different uh, type of memory chips. But the drives are essentially almost the same. And then the company like a Patriot or a Sabrent will do their own firmware, which uh, they'll be able to optimize certain things if they work on the firmware. But they're all pretty much the same. And you had, uh, I, um, this gamma is a mushkin and I'd had an old mushkin, uh, SSD yeah. back in the day. And so, um, that's, that's that. So, uh, is, are we, are we, is two terabytes the right place to be at this point? Or like when I was pricing them, it seemed like the one terabyte drives are kind of yeah. in a sweet spot for pricing. Yeah. One terabyte is kind of the sweet spot now. Um, two terabyte is a little bit more extreme. I think Sabrent offers up to eight terabyte they might have one model that's 16 but those are like you know that's kind of the highest capacity you'll see at least right now in a single drive for nvme drives um but you will see you know this time next year the two terabyte will be like the normal right um but yeah yeah i would say one terabyte is kind of where it's at that's kind of the sweet spot when it comes to pricing as well and all of this has me like drastically reconsidering so my unraid box is built on a bunch of old four and two terabyte drives and i have like 24 terabytes of space in there and i'm like so okay so when do i consolidate because i have this massive server chassis uh when do i go down to like a nuck with a couple like two nvmes both 
you know, 10 terabytes each, uh, 12 terabytes each and be replacing an entire massive server, which the motherboard and CPU, by the way, are about 10 years old right now. I was like, man, the performance I am getting for the power I'm drawing and for the weight and size of this thing is absolutely crazy with the price of all these NVMEs coming down. And even scratch that, go just regular SSD. And man, you could do a whole SSD server for on the cheap now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys got to school me for a second. So uh, you got to help me out here. Um, The Phil show in the chat, he's over on Twitch, which I haven't really been watching. So I apologize, guys. Um. Uh, w- w- uh, what's a dab? <laughs> oh, you don't know what a dab is? Ryan, you know, Ryan, you know this. Ryan, you dabbing. know this. You got uh, kids. You know what this oh, is. I do. All dab. All dab. I'll, I'll take Mike's one got Mike's plenty of room around him. You won't be able to see oh, what Oh, it's is. that thing? Yeah. It's a dab. That, oh, I yeah. thought it was like a... Yeah. Like a oh, you got to kind of twirl points. your wrist when you go up, I think. I don't um, know. I'm yeah. old, too. I mean, just like this perfectly, I think. I don't know. I mean, I knew what I knew what that was. I thought it was like a technical thing on Twitch where like you got points or like, hey, help out my All right. Well... The the Phil show there. Doctor Delectables uh, out on Twitch too. Actually, we got a lot of guys out. Yeah, on there we go. Well, thanks for joining us. I I am. Uh, I'm sorry. I was I was I was geeking out on hard drives, and uh, and maybe not paying attention to what's going on over there in the chat. But thanks for joining us, and uh, and thanks for being out here. Uh, I did I did know. I just again I thought it was something different. Um, okay, so if I'm in the if I'm in that space today, buying these the best one terabyte drives are probably the way to go. And uh, price wise, and then of course the adapters to make them work. Or I think most people, the the boards are just coming to support them, right? In, yeah. In a lot of so cases. most most new boards um, will support. So the latest Intel chipset, which is Z five ninety, will support Gen four. Um, and then on the AMD side, X five seventy, B five fifty will support Gen four. Um, and then if you go anything older than that, it'll be all Gen three. Um, but they most most high-end boards now will have at least two slots on yeah. the board. Some yeah. have three, but it's few and far between. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it got me thinking. Like, uh, is it time to? It's time to upgrade the. You know, try to on the Windows side. Is it time to upgrade and and get a board yeah. chip? And then uh, our processors are like our Intel and AMD processors running into the same. Are they having the same chip shortage problems, or is it only come on like components for the motherboards and such? It's. I think with these next launches, so Intel launch will eventually be coming up, um, I think probably in January, but I don't know, okay. uh, for the next gen. And then AMD will come around that same time. I think at that launch time, you will see some shortages. Um, you also see what we've been hearing is there's going to be price increase. So all of the fa- all of the companies, all the fabs, they're increasing pricing. And they're saying yeah, at least 20% price increase, which makes as ryan did the math yesterday uh makes what a 500 dollars chip 600 dollars. yep is that what it yeah i don't i don't do the math hey, it's but. supply and demand guys yeah <laughs> yeah it really we is. gotta be you know we can the sad the thing is is like you think that like certain american companies are shady <laughs> like these tech companies especially like met like memory companies so we talked about like the people who make the the nan chips on the nvme drives they've been caught 
at least three or four times in the past 10 years colluding on price fixing right. and they just like pay the fine and they continue to do it. So it's like all of these companies are shady. Well, I even heard all the way down into the ham radio. Like, you know, really? it's yeah. affecting oh, ham wow. radio. So there's a Yesu radio that I had in my car for a while. I bought it. It's like the top of the line Yesu mobile car radio for $400. When I sold it, I actually made some money because the next year they were worth more. I'd only owned it for a year and I wanted to buy an HF rig. So I sold it for 420. Those are selling now for almost $600 brand new from all the main retailers. That was $400 two years ago. Yeah. $600 now. Yeah. Like when you're, when it's affecting ham radio, you know it's really, uh, well, but it's, guys, it's we're buying everything. like all of a sudden everybody's buying everything. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. It, it it it's we we can't expect everybody's like oh inflation and you're buying like buying well, ham radios Jim who's every, buying ham radios besides this nerd over here well, well, apparently <laughs> a lot of people are us, you know apparently no, yeah apparently I think the it's demand like, is there right like all of a sudden we have just become I got to have the latest Xbox I got to have the latest phone I have to have the latest computer I got to have the latest mm-hmm. you know in it in I'm not saying review shows have driven <laughs> this frenzy but in some ways the the YouTube you know, kind of this YouTube culture of review after review. I mean, Bob, when I went to look for camera reviews, oh my God. Oh, I'll a, get stuck for days looking at when I if I like want a new camera, I'll be on there for days looking at stuff. Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh to, Tony says out in the YouTube chat. Sorry again, sorry, Twitch. If you guys want to jump in, if you got questions in, in Twitch, just jump in and and uh, and we'll, we'll get the questions in here. He says, I hope you don't need a new car. Yeah, I mean the truck situation, they're backed up. I mean they just they've got they're done. They just need chips. Yep. But yeah. that's what I love about it is like I pre-ordered the the lightning and there is a new YouTube video every day I can watch and no new information is released in like three no, months. No. Like every video is like the same thing, but I, I still watch it. Cause I'm just, like, oh, maybe there will be something new. And I just, just like, you know, it's just a frenzy. It's a feeding yeah. frenzy. That Everybody's like, I just, yeah, it's a little bit of just buy, buy, buy as much as you can buy it now. Hurry up, buy it, get it quick, you know, get it fast before it goes. Even, in the cigar space, there's a little bit of like, yeah, like a new cigar comes out, it's gone. <laughs> Why? You know? So it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy. Well, here's something we were talking about reuse and Bob, I'm, I'm not quite sure if this fits in, but I found this article interesting talking a little bit about this deconstructed iPhone art review in yeah. So is someone is this is someone well tell us about is someone taking old equipment, breaking it down, making art out of it, or how is this how is this? I'm working? not sure. So this company is called Grid Studio. Um you can't see it in my video, but the, it's like behind me on the wall. You won't be able to see it in the video. Um, but they had they reached out and they said we, you know, we make these cool deconstructed tech items. Uh do you want to check one out? And I was like, Yeah, like that'd be pretty awesome. Um if you if you scroll down a little bit. There's a uh, keep on going, keep on going. I think it's actually on the next picture. No, right there. Like if you you can click on that and make it bigger, uh, the picture. But they do mostly phones, but they also oh, have three G. Oh it's yeah, three GS. Yeah, yeah. I love, um, that was my first iPhone with three GS. Yeah. So basically, what they do is again, I don't know how they're sourcing these materials. I don't know if they're actually sourcing the phone and then taking it apart themselves, or they're actually sourcing the each individual part. I don't know how they're doing it. Um, but basically they take a, a tech item. This is an iPhone 3GS and they take it all apart and they put it in this cool frame and they label all the different parts. And there's a little bit of info about the phone and it's just a cool way to display tech. And Ryan and I were talking, it's like, I have, you know, you have your old phones or I have some old graphics cards that I kind of display in this room, 
but to actually have it like this completely deconstructed is such a cool way to show off old tech. You just like, mm-hmm. it's something you don't typically see. Um, and I think this company's doing a great job. Uh, they have pretty much every iPhone model. They have uh, the pixel one. They have a, a Samsung phone. They have, um, they have, have like game like, boys and yeah. Game boy, PSP, cool Nintendo DS. They have a bunch of different, um, ones but you can see all the different parts there and how they're all labeled and everything's just like really cool in there um it's just a cool way like i said i think it's a cool way to display tech if you're like a tech like there it is on my wall um if you're like a tech head like us it's just yeah something different something different and neat and i think i I think it was really cool you're a little nostalgic you know kind of thinking about like oh yeah that was that was and maybe even a little educational you know as we think about students and What's, you know, uh, being able to see the components and the parts and what they do and how they're manufactured and how they're put together, that type of thing. You know, as I look at this 3GS, it has actually less parts than I thought it would have in it. You know, as you kind of look at it, you're like, yeah, uh, you're kind of like, oh, it's really only just a board and a few other parts, right? An antenna. Yeah. And I think yeah. you're missing the battery. Obviously, you know, they're oh, not going to, because you've got to worry about that uh, lithium ion swelling with age. True. But, and that, that actually takes up quite a bit, I think, on the 3GS of that, that back panel. But, right. um, yeah, you're it's, right. yeah, it's pretty cool how, how much stuff's in there. And you see how big that motor is, like how much real estate they use up <laughs> for the vibrate function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is pretty crazy. Yeah. So I, th- I thought it was really cool. And like I said, they make a bunch of different stuff from phones to uh, portable game consoles. They also do like custom work as well. Um, Somebody wanted all of the actual, like all of the cameras that were in every iPhone from the first iPhone to the, to the iPhone 10. And they made like a really cool frame for that and all different kinds of stuff. So what's the, what's the retail on that, Bob? So it all depends on what you get really. Um, so like the iPhone 3GS was $169. Hmm. Um, but we do have a promo code if any of your listeners are interested. Uh, it's just TC15. You get 15% off um, if you, you know, if you want to check yeah. anything out. But like the original iPhone, I think it's like $400 or something like that. Um, you know, and that's the thing is I, I wish they had a lot of older tech because I'm older. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like I used to have like a Palm Trio 5600, which was oh, like yeah. the first... <laughs> The first like real smartphone that was like, you know, it might have been the first Windows phone. I don't remember. It had that little uh, ball button thing yeah. in it that you could like roll up yeah. and down. Yeah. Or like yeah. the original like Blackberries and stuff like that, if they had, or um, like a Palm the Pilot. No- Some old Nokias. Yeah. Like the brick Nokias they used to have. Like, again, I know sar- sourcing the parts for those is a lot harder than uh, like iPhones and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, like I said, cool company and I, I like it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think it's one of those, it's kind of one of those gadget items that fit into the demographic that listens to the show. Like yeah, somebody you'd want to have that, you know, deconstructed on their wall. It'd be kind of interesting too. Um, here I've got the, also, this is their website. Here, let, me, let me expand this out a little bit. So gridstudio.cc, uh, we'll get you there. This 3GS is uh, 169 uh, uh, right now. And then uh, I assume you get 15% off that as well if you use that. I believe so. T- yeah. TC15. Um, yeah, TC15. Um, yeah. uh, pretty cool on that. So, um, yeah, this would, this would work. It would be kind of nice if they had some 
or somebody made templates for that. And if you had the piece of equipment, I think if you go on Etsy, people do sell those. Oh, that's like sell like the template that you can print out or really cool. (laughs) Or even like, hey, I'll ship you my products. You don't have to go out and find this ancient iPhone one, right? Original iPhone. That's what that's what I was saying last night. Yeah, like Game Boy Color. Like, because I want the Game Boy Color because like. My parents were super strict. My first Game Boy, like all my friends had all the Game Boys before that. But like my first Game Boy was Game Boy Color. Like I would love to have that. Like my boys, would be like, oh my gosh, you played on that, and like have that be the background. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Yep. The iPhone 3GS. I mean, that's the exact one I would need as my first iPhone. Um, a lot of those, man. That'd be some really cool memories. Yeah, and it's just cool. Like I said, um, and they're like it's a 13 inch by 13 inch frame. So if you had a couple of them, you can kind of like, you know. Uh, kind of organize them on your wall or oh, whatever yeah. you wanted to do. So my dad has this and he's had it in his office, uh, his work office ever since, I mean, I don't even, since I was a kid, but he has this old hard drive and it's massive. It's like one of the, it looks like a two terabyte hard drive. And I think it was like a 13 megabyte hard drive, but I mean, it's got the plates on it and he has it like displayed in his office. And I just, every time I walk in, I'm like, that is a super cool piece yeah. they're like because everyone asks like oh what's the size and i should know i think it's 12 megabytes or 13 megabytes oh. and he always says it right but he's like oh yeah it's this massive thing and that's 12 megabytes can you imagine like 12 megabytes is nothing they're big it's such a conversation had, starter oh yeah crazy. they were massive i had a 10 meg for a while that it came out of an okay so maybe IBM. it's a 10 meg probably it's, yeah because it's that big and it's probably he has 10. it up on his yeah because yeah, i wish uh, i had kept it on. that was one of those dumb things that you're like you know, I got rid of my uh, my Timex Sinclair 1000, which I bought in '84, yeah, I, I think, and uh, and and I just wish I'd had it. I did, somehow one day I was like, ah, this is dumb. I'm never going to yeah. use this again, right? So, you know, shoot. So I've I've started keeping everything. We've got our original Wii, that's all boxed up. I've yep. got the original Xbox, that's all boxed up. None of the X. What was the what's the white one that had the green um, ring of death? The 360. Yeah, no, Xbox. no 360. I don't think we had <laughs> one that survived. Skip that, Jen. <laughs> no, no 360. So we still got those um, hanging around. Um, Bob, uh, one last thing. Uh, you did a review, and I haven't said the the these three words in a long time. Creative sound blaster, like. Yeah, I, I didn't even think that was a thing, but that like that's a thing. Yeah, so I mean, creative. Uh, their consumer line is called Sound Blaster, um, and they have this really cool device which I have right here. It's super tiny, as you can see. And the biggest thing, obviously, the past year is uh, you can see how small this thing is. It's just like basically looks like a little dongle. Uses USB Type C um, to connect to a laptop or even PC. Um, and I think it works on other devices that take a type C, whatever the other devices are as well. Um, but in any case, everybody's working from home. Um, and the biggest thing with working from home is you're doing calls. You're doing, um, what's it called? You're doing calls, you're doing video conferences, Zoom. you're having meetings, yeah, meetings, yeah. you know, and all that Recording kind of stuff. Podcasts. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like just like what we're doing here, we all have nice microphones, um, but a lot of people don't, and uh, they're they're stuck with the crap microphones that are on their system. And what's great about this is it has a little uh, jack here for a microphone, um, or it's a multi port, so it works with headphones and microphones. 
Um, and basically what you can do is it's a little uh, USB DAC and they have some really cool software that allows you to basically make your voice sound great. Um, there's audio samples in the review if you guys want to check it out. But I was like outside on my port or not my, my balcony and there were like cars going by and you can like barely hear them. It takes out all the background noise. It's, it does a really great job at it, but also it has a sound in um, so if you connect like a headset to this, um, you can take out your, like, you know, somebody who you're, who you're listening to, you can take out their background noise as well. Mm. So the meeting that you're in, you know, you don't hear their kids in the background or whatever it may be. Um, it's just a simple little device. It's going to make you sound better. It's going to make whoever you're talking to sound better. And it's super simple. Like, you know, if you have a really nice headset, say like a headset that I have on or something like that you know, you have to take this whole big headset with you with this, you can just throw this, you know, in your, if it's in your pocket, but you can throw it in a laptop bag, you know? Um, yeah. So that's the software. Um, it allows you to do a bunch of different stuff and it's, yeah, it's just a simple device that just makes sense for people working from home, you know, um, because not everybody's buying a hundred dollar microphones, you yeah. know, not everybody's, uh, they should though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, should. They really should. Yeah. yeah. yeah it yeah. makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. Bob, this you- is, you have a version that's got XLR. Is that right? So that's a different, so that's just yeah, an audio different. interface. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, that's completely, uh, completely different, but so that's smart comms kit, which is basically their work from home type thing. They're actually working that into a lot of their newer products um, that are going to be coming out. I have one uh, that I can't tell you about, but uh, they sent it to me. So um but they're working that in because it's great. It's just like um, we talk about NVIDIA broadcast and, and things like that, where it's software that's allowing you to have better audio quality for mm-hmm. uh, for NVIDIA. It was for people who are streaming. Um, but for mo- a lot of people, it's people who are doing conferences and people who are, you know, having meetings. And again, we were all a lot of people were thrusted in this work from home and they don't really have a dedicated office like we all do. Um, you know, it's the living room, it's the kitchen table sometimes, and you have kids running around. Um, so just having something that's super simple that gives you better audio quality and allows people to hear you better is great. And I think this is like, I forget how much this is. I think it's like 25 bucks, right, Ryan? Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's super yeah. affordable. Um, yeah, and so... That- that cutting out the background audio is so nice. Um, you know, however you're doing it, whether it's RTX voice or NVIDIA studio or, you know, the, the sound blaster audio, um, yeah. Solution is, is pretty sweet. Yeah. I just had not heard, you know, I remember <laughs> back in the day, sound blaster was everything, you know, yeah. PCI or ISA or PCI card, right. That you put in there and it would do some yeah. great stuff for you. We, I don't think we've, we've made us, I don't think anybody made a second thought about audio until COVID. And then it was like, Oh, like, yeah, uh, we better, you know, we kind of, and you, 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 know. you, uh, you see that now with a lot of these, cause I've been looking at laptops. A lot of these new laptop models have a really good webcam and really good audio, a really good microphones built in because they know that's what people are yeah. using it for now. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, maybe there's a, a small group, but it's not enough for us to like put an expensive totally. mic or expensive camera into our product to make the price a little bit more. You know? I couldn't get people to turn their cameras on. You know, I'd be, yeah. like, yeah. COVID, I'd be like, Hey, could you turn your camera on? No. <laughs> like yeah. that was like, no. And it's like, really? Yeah, no, I'm not turning it on. And, uh, and it's still, I mean, it's gotten a little bit better. I don't even ask anymore. If they want it off, they can leave it off. I don't really, Yeah. I don't, I don't really care. But 
I do. I mean, early in the pandemic, huge difference between PC and Mac. Like this is where you, somebody was coming in and I didn't see a microphone and I was like, what are you on? They're like, on a Mac. And you're like, oh, that's why it sounds so good. Yeah. Right. And then you could always tell the PC because it sounded like somebody before they put the microphone in, they dropped it on the floor, stepped on it, dropped <laughs> water on it, yeah. let the dog pee on it, then put it in the laptop, you know, because like, it was so bad, Mike. Well, I was going to say, and that's what I love about those Rode wireless goes is that now with the, the, the version two, it's a digital output. So you plug that receiver into your computer. It just shows up with a microphone. So plug your receiver and clip that thing on. Do you clip two on, right? Cause like, especially if you know, you're always doing zoom, you're not in a conference room that has good audio set up and you have presenters up front. You're trying to show them, but people on the zoom can't hear them. Right. right. Clip right. one to each plug this thing into the USB slot on your computer shows up as a microphone. Uh, even during the podcast, Jim, actually next week, I kind of want to, in the pre-show, test it out and, re- and really see like, would this be usable even for a podcast, right? Sure. Clip it on, plug yeah. it to the computer. It's wireless and, and just see how that would go. Like good audio just makes such uh, a difference no matter yeah. how you do it. All the difference in Definitely. the world. All yeah. the difference. It drives me nuts sometimes. Every once in a while, my mic will get switched over to the camera mic for something. <laughs> and like even when I'm recording something and uh, you guys would never let this get passed. Like you'd be like, you're not on your mic, but the average person doesn't know, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll record this thing. I'll go back and listen to it. And I'm like, I was on my camera, mic. Why didn't you tell me? Oh, I didn't know. Like, I'm like, how can you not know? It sounded like crap. No, I couldn't hear it, you know? And so that, that too is a thing. I think the average consumer, they don't know good sound, so to speak, you know? Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Oh. My bad mic. This is technically supposed to be a bad mic. I'm on the mic that's on my headset now. Yeah. That's not too bad. It actually doesn't sound bad. It's, it's this is a brand new headset. Yeah. yeah. This is this this headset just came out like last week. Um there's a little latency. There is some latency. Yeah, so this sound. is also this is wireless. Um, but I was trying yeah. to show the difference so you could if if there is, like I'll switch back. Hopefully I don't blow up my computer. <laughs> yeah, you did all right the other week too. So yeah. Uh, let's go back to. All right. So, do I sound better or worse? Or is yeah. it sound... Oh, it's just different. It's just different. Like exactly. that's bassier, right? Kind of like mm-hmm. if I compared this yeah. to a more roomy mic. The other one sounds more natural. Yeah. This one sounds more broadcaster, right? You're on the yeah. I had twenty twenty. You're on the audio. What's yeah. weird is I think people are starting to prefer the other sound. The more Possibly. roomy, authentic sound compared to the broadcaster. Uh, they were doing some surveys. I was I was kind of looking through some reviews, and all these guys are saying, "Man, I have this fantastic mic, right? These high old mics." And everyone's like, "Ooh, mm. I'd rather I prefer the more oh, roomy, natural no. sound oh. to the bassy." I and that's what I that's said. All. I think for nope. us broadcasters, you know why, though? for us guys who are good and used to good audio, yeah. we're we're listening closer. Like we have earbuds in, or we got we've got cans. Is on, it that or, way, or like I well, think so. maybe? Yeah. Like, I, listen, yeah. Listen to a roomy sounding microphone with cans, and you just but not roomy, but like mind. what he just used didn't sound roomy. But you know what I mean, like more. Yeah, I'm his frequencies person. are higher. So on that right. microphone, it, well, it's, it's got person, a smaller right? diaphragm. So I think the frequencies are higher. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't get any bass. Yeah. And it you can listen to it, Bob. Your that headphone sounds fine. I mean, I wouldn't want you to do oh. a podcast because I wish I had a crappier one because this is like a really nice mic. Like I have like and crappier is headsets that plugged in through the sound well, blaster or no? Just you're just no no no. This is just okay. This is wireless going right. into USB. USB. Yeah. 
crappier but a good example of a crappier mic that's actually decent it's very tolerable yeah is plantronics so this is the plantronics 5200 this is what i use for work so it's a wireless you know one-ear headset and this thing has a usb dongle um yeah so right it it flips out it's nothing special but a regular plantronics 5200 voyager what i love about this for work is that it comes with the usb dongle number one because bluetooth on teams and all of that stuff and through our windows work laptops is terrible every single i've tried airpods i've tried all the best nothing works well bluetooth um so this has own usb dongle but it also connects to two devices at once so you can do bluetooth to let's say your iphone or your 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 cell phone or for me at work i'm connected bluetooth to my desk phone and i'm connected usb to my computer and you could answer no matter what and this thing i actually get people who say like man that sounds like really good for this is only a hundred and some odd bucks i think 130 dollars um and it just it does the job enough that it's better than onboard and you can answer two devices at once which is like the biggest deal for me so if my desk phone rings answer that um, computer teams rings zoom whatever it is use it it's super low profile when it's on so it's not like you're wearing big cans um, I've been really impressed with this Plantronics. Now, this is, I would never use this for podcasting. Does not sound that good. But for a Zoom call, for a Teams call, yeah, yeah. it's better than what everyone else is using. Um, and just the fact that it's wireless, the battery lasts all day. I never have to charge it. But it's kind of cool. This case is actually a charging case. So you plug this into USB and you can stand it up during the day. So you just kind of plug it in there and it stands up and you can quickly pull it out, put it on. Or if you're packing it away, so I travel a lot. So I stood it up in there when I'm at my desk and it's plugged in charging all day. Or when I travel, I just throw it in the case. It's also charging in the case. Um, and there you go. Throw yeah. it in your bag. You've got your travel mic or, or your travel headset and a, a desktop headset. Not bad. For it, for those of us who work in corporate America and kind of need those sort of headsets, right? For the I office. If I was at home, when I'm at home, I'm using this and work from home from COVID. Everyone knew me as the guy with the microphone because like <laughs> I use my podcasting <laughs> setup. But uh, when you're in the office, I, I would be made fun of quite a bit if I hauled this whole setup in with my Go XLR and the whole setup. I, I jumped on a group call. It was a, a community, Omaha community call. And uh, there's 30 or 40, 40 people on it. And the small group that uh, joined in the beginning, one of the guys goes, because he he sees the mic and he goes whoa check one two one two <laughs> I was like it sounds good though I, and then he's like yeah it does sound good so was, I was I playing saw... Call of Duty there night with some friends and the guy on the other team because I use this as my setup when I'm playing Call of Duty he's like dude wait, wait. he's like talk to me again just say something <laughs> I said so he's like he's like dude that's the crispiest mic I've ever heard on Call of Duty he goes that sounds so good and like every time because you know in Call of Duty like between matches you can hear the other team between matches like no where's that good mic guy say something just say something <laughs> just please just say something it was the we had the hilarious banter hilarious. back and forth because they're all used to the xbox headsets that sound yeah. like garbage yeah uh so it was yeah. it was pretty funny hearing him it's funny well um guys thanks for for coming out what's going on so what do you have coming up bob i'll, I'll ask you first what do you got coming up over there at thinkcomputers.org uh, a lot and, of is on the, the podcast um, yeah so uh, one our podcast is every wednesday uh 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we talk PC hardware mostly, so I'm not a sure lot of this. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of a lot of stuff that we talked about tonight. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan's Ryan's the co-host there, so uh, we're talking about just tech stuff. Uh, as far as what I have coming up, 
just this i mean for for me it's just a lot of normal stuff we don't have a whole lot of launches coming towards the till the end of the year as far as like big cpu gpu launch stuff um but we mainly do uh hard drives as we talked about but uh cases graphics cards motherboards um occasionally yeah cooling monitors all that kind of stuff so just um check out the website uh thinkcomputers.org there's always stuff we have uh daily tech news as well a lot of stuff going on so and this is like the busy season so when it comes to pc hardware you see basically launches from here from like september all the way till right around maybe the end of november for holiday season so all new laptops will come out all that kind of stuff for holiday season will come out so ryan you want to add anything to that uh no i'm i'm gonna try and get like started back up on the reviews I, i've taken a few months off and just slowed down i, I reviewed a uh, a sit stand desk uh, a couple weeks ago right so that was that was pretty awesome uh that's my latest review there i do a lot of the cooling reviews though um and some peripherals so hope looking to ramp that back up work life in general and the kids getting yeah. back to school and everything is just taking over mike you know how that goes you know with no, the kids they, they take, take up so much of that time so i had to step back a little bit but uh i'm on the podcast every week and we'll get back in there and he's got school games. pictures back though and they're cute so oh, nice. you know they're at least cute right those kids yeah. <laughs> if they're yeah. cute so you don't kill them it, well, they right. have to be. That's exactly right. You would exactly. murder them if they were if they weren't yeah. you'd be like you're out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, guys, thanks for coming on. You're kind of you've you've kind of become my go to hardware guys uh, now whenever I'm if I'm going to buy something, I'm like, all right, I better head over there and see what they're talking about or just paying, you know, just paying them. What, what are they? And when I started talking about the camera thing, Ryan was like, oh, you got to talk to Bob about yeah. the camera. So that was a good. That I a do. Good uh, that's that's my ho- expensive hobby yeah. so yeah well everybody's got to have one right and yeah. so mm-hmm. it's uh no it's super helpful so if you haven't um if you haven't visited the site yet you want to get over there thinkcomputers.org make sure you get uh download it on your or or get subscribed to it as a podcast or youtube channel is great to watch as well so you, you kind of want to make sure you're plugged in in any way uh that you want or join them live on wednesday nights for for a while they thought they could do it on thursday nights i don't know why they thought they <laughs> that was could. that was ryan's <laughs> idea so. yeah. oh wow <laughs> ryan's idea too i just, I we, just was mike, we, we crushed a mike in the in this time slot we just crushed him so. i had to i signed up for the our corporate challenge soccer soccer team and yeah. we had practices and that that just ended so we're back to no, no worries. No worries. You can you can come Thursday anytime you want. It's fine. It's just it's not a big deal. But I know we had a few listeners who are like, oh, because <laughs> they listen, they're they're both like this. We we share a lot in common in, a, in a lot of yeah. things we do. It makes a lot of sense to have you guys on. And so uh, uh appreciate that. Hey, in the post show, we'll spend a little time in the post show um talking a little bit about uh uh Hubitat, which we haven't talked about in a while. Mike's been kind of a shill for home assistant and so we're gonna um hubitat just announced uh well they made a big announcement we'll talk about it in the post show you only get the post show if you come to the live show we'd love to have you come out uh, a bunch of big thanks to joe and and uh, justin tony uh saw ken out there a little bit earlier um big dog I like that big dog and not to diss on the guys in twitch <laughs> i didn't mean to do that i just wasn't paying attention dab whatever and so we appreciate you guys uh coming out to be a part of that and uh and you can join us live 
every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv. Big thanks to Maple Grove Partners. Of course, you can get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. You know that's Christian. And so um, if you need any hosting for any reason, a blog, whatever, whatever you want, he can basically do anything. Uh, head out to maplegrovepartners.com. Plans start as little as $10 a month. He'll get you spun up and get you going. They're actually continuing to do upgrades on the Maple Grove infrastructure, and they've got all kinds of things. Mike, the thing I love about Maple Grove Partners, for me, it's easy. Like, no cPanel to log into. I don't have no. to worry about anything. I'm not trying my, to configure stuff. My like, ham radio site is still hosted there and my email, actually. Right. So I utilize their email. Um, so my ham radio email address that I get actually a lot of my email to uh, flows through yeah. them. Yeah. It's just a, it's easy. It's easy. So if you're, if I don't you even need, know how much I pay them, but whatever I do, it's worth it. I think like, it's probably 10 for the site and five for the email or something I like think that. That's right about, I think it's 15 bucks cheap. a month. I think you're about right. Yeah, 10 bucks to the website, five for what, for email. Uh, super cheap. If you want to leave us a voicemail, I'd uh, love has, to have your voicemail to read or to, to play on the show. Head over to homegadgetgeeks.com and you can leave a 30 second voicemail over there. If you want to send me an email like Brody did uh, tonight, Send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Thanks for coming out tonight. We'll do a little bit of post-show. If you're listening live, we'll be back next Thursday. I should probably uh, let you know who's coming out next Thursday, just so you know. Um, Oh, our friend Ed Sullivan's coming out. We're doing a pre... I'm going to be in Boston two weeks from now. No show. Ed's coming out to do kind of a pre-Boston trip. Who knows? Ed Sullivan's here. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. So it's going to be a good time. Come and join us next Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.